0: Welcome to I Talk to Ghosts, the podcast that will help you explore every spooky room of your house. I'm your spirited host, Jennifer, a professional medium and a teller of ghost stories. Last week, we explored the dark corners of haunted basements. Tonight, let's grab a candle and head up to the attic. What spookiness waits for us there? I think it's more than just shadows and cobwebs. Later, we'll get into the spirit of things with my latest in-studio medium reading, which I am very excited to share with you. And of course, there's also a message from the spirits for someone listening to the podcast tonight. So make sure to see if that message is for you. But first, do you hear that? I think the Attic Ghosts are ready for us to join them right now. In 1988, I was 15 years old living at home with my dad, my mom, and two brothers. My grandmother decided to come live with us as my grandfather had died a few months previous and she didn't like living alone. We were happy to have her live with us, but the lack of room had my parents looking for a bigger home to fit us all. Our new home had been built around 1900, over three floors with an attic, a separate garage, and a couple of outbuildings for us kids to explore. My grandmother claimed the ground floor guest room. My parents were on the first floor, and us kids had our own rooms on the second floor. We were living there happily for two or three months, when my mom asked dad at breakfast if he could put some boxes in the attic of stuff she didn't need around the house. Reluctantly, he agreed, as none of us had so far given the attic more than a passing look when we first moved in. It was dirty with inches of dust on the floor. The only thing up there was a couple of cupboards and an old bed frame. My mom thought the room was probably a former maid or nanny room, as the house was the right age for when help of the house was often housed in the attic. The house was wonderful until dad took those boxes up to the attic. It didn't start until that night, after we had all gone to bed. I was fast asleep when banging on my door woke me up. I got up to find my two brothers at my door, frightened. I brought them in and was about to ask what was wrong when I heard a giant bang, like a heavy box or something had been dropped on the floor of the attic. Startled, I looked at them. My brother said, You heard it too? What's going on? I said, Don't worry. It's probably Dad moving more stuff around the attic. At this time of night? He shook his head. Not when he has to get up early for work. We sat for a few minutes, wondering what to do when all of a sudden, it sounded like everything in the attic sounded like it was being thrown around the room at the same time. My brothers and I ran to our parents' room. They were already awake from the noise. Dad was about to tell us to stop making so much noise when he saw us run into their room with the noise still going on. A minute or two later, the same whirlwind bangs and thumps brought Grandmother to see what was going on. We all looked up at the ceiling. It sounded like someone was picking up the old bed up there and throwing it across the room. My mom begged my dad to go look and see what was going on. Too scared to go alone. We all grabbed our flashlights or candles, and Dad, his cricket bat, and reluctantly, we followed him up the stairs. As soon as we reached the stairs, the noises stopped. So we climbed to the top of the flight of stairs. Dad suddenly tripped over a pile of boxes Mom saw them and asked him why he hadn't put them in the attic like she asked. Dad swore he had and had locked the attic door behind him. Mom suggested we put the box in the spare room for the night as she had gone suddenly pale when Dad had promised her he placed the boxes in the attic and wasn't fooling around. Once the boxes were moved to the room. There was no noise for the rest of the night. The next night when Dad came home from work, he and my mother talked it over. If someone had moved the boxes, they would know when they looked at the attic, due to the thick layer of dust on everything. Dad was sure someone was playing tricks on him. He grabbed the attic keys and we all followed him back up the attic stairs I watched as he unlocked and pulled the door towards himself to open. We all peered inside. None of the dust, except a teeny spot just inside the door where Dad had put the boxes, had been disturbed at all. Dad had just opened the door and had dropped the boxes in and hadn't walked around. There were no other signs of anything having been there, or that anything had been moved. There was nothing that could have made those violently loud noises the night before. We couldn't understand it. The next night, we tried again for experiment's sake, and put the boxes back up in the attic. Again. The noises kept up until the boxes were moved downstairs. With always no sign of movement in the dusty room. My dad had had enough and banned anyone from using the attic to store things. Later, he blocked up the entrance of the attic when my brother dared venture up the stairs... And something he couldn't see tried to push him back down the stairs. We lived in the house for two more years, until we moved to Birmingham for my dad's work. That house never felt welcoming. We were glad to eventually be able to afford to move out. We still have no idea what was in the attic. Whatever it was didn't like us disturbing its place of residence. Even now, given my knowledge of ghosts, I'd still not wanna go up there and find out just what was so angry. It still frightens me to this day. When I was four, my parents and my mother's parents bought a two story house in Colmere, France. My grandparents lived on the first floor, and my parents and myself lived on the second floor. There was an attic, and next to the attic was a small storage room. I loved the basement, and I always played there or in the garden. I was never afraid of the basement. But the attic terrified me. I remember when I was four, my mother put some boxes in the attic. I followed her and felt very uneasy. It was dark, and I felt eyes on me. I looked in every direction, but I never saw anything. I was little, and I thought that there was a beast up there, not a monster, a beast. I don't know why. Fast forward, I'm eight years old. I played every Saturday with my friend Melanie. I had this genius idea of searching the house to find a secret passage. I had read a book about a girl finding a secret passage in her house, and I was sure there was one because my house was quite old. We searched the basement but found nothing. So eventually, we went to the attic. It was such a strange place. It was L-shaped, so one section was completely dark, so we had to bring a flashlight. What I could never explain was the hole in the wall at the right corner of the attic. It was three feet tall and quite narrow, but by looking into it with the light, one could see a room, but there was no entry, just this hole. Nobody could enter it. This room was actually behind the small storage room next to the attic. Maybe there was a passageway, but we never found any. So we were looking through this hole when I felt uneasy again. I felt something in the attic with us. I kept looking at the far end where there was no light and was sure that something was staring at us. I saw nothing and we went out to play in the garden. The next Saturday, we went back to the attic This time, I was looking through the hole and my friend had the flashlight. She was standing at the far end of the attic, and suddenly she asked me, Qu'est-ce que c'est? I looked into the beam of the flashlight and froze. There was a young man sitting on the floor, his knees against his chest. His arms were crossed on his knees, like he was hugging himself. He turned his head towards us and smiled. We bolted out of the room and went to the storage room. My heart was pounding. I was out of breath. I first thought it was a real person, but he had no color. It was like he was made of shadows, and we never heard any footsteps. My friend refused to admit that we saw a ghost. And we never talked about it. I never saw him again. But the storage room became my room when I was a teen. And sometimes, I heard strange noises. Banging on the wall. And scratching noises. This was the wall that was connected to the secret room. My grandmother learned later that her house was a clandestine printing office during World War II. But I think there was something else in that house. I believe that secret room was used to hide people. But forever and ever, I'm terrified of the attic. We moved out three years ago, but I still have nightmares. In 1978, I was 11 years old. I was sitting in the living room on the sofa, watching TV in my pajamas. My parents weren't home. It was only my older sister and I, and she was in her bedroom. I began to hear what sounded like footsteps in the attic. It seemed as though the footsteps were moving back and forth. Across the attic floor. Gradually, the footsteps got louder and louder to the point where it seemed as loud as a nearby thundercrack. A constant banging on the attic floor. I was terrified. I would have to walk beneath the attic door in the hall to get to my sister's room. I sat frozen for what seemed like an eternity. Finally, I got the courage to go to my sister's room. I opened her door and said, Do you hear that? My sister jumped up and said, Let's get out of here. She tore past me and ran to the front door. I quickly followed. Suddenly she stopped and said, we have to leave a note for our parents. I couldn't believe it. It sounded as though the whole house was going to cave in and she had to leave a note. I waited impatiently and finally we exited the house and ran across the street to our neighbors. They said it was probably rats. But we knew better. When my parents came home, they investigated the attic and found nothing. They said it was probably cats fighting on the roof. But our roof was an A frame, so I don't think cats could have stayed on the roof. And the sound would have been more muffled, not the banging, almost crackling sound. And so loud. Now, I'm 43. And my husband says it was probably pipes. But I don't think so. Are you enjoying your ghostly visit? If so, please follow, like, comment, and share. The ghosts may be talkative, but they are lousy at marketing. So every click helps. Tell your friends and please leave a kind review so that others might join us. The Spirits and I thank you. Hello and welcome back to I Talk to Ghosts. My guest this evening is Denise. Denise, hello
1: and welcome to your spirit reading. How are you doing? Oh good. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh absolutely. I can already tell we are going to have a, a wonderful conversation so I'm really looking forward to it. Between information coming in not being quite sure what the source who it, who it is who's talking multiple people talking or someone kind of being like you know what let me distance myself from this a little bit um, there's a lot to sort through so I'm looking for your help in playing detective with, with okay. all the with all this information coming in um, first impressions that I was getting was uh, definitely female energy coming through and uh, two women. Uh, mother-grandmother type vibes and they seem connected in some way either mother-daughter or both grandmothers both mothers sisters they seem like two peas in a pod type of thing where it's like uh just connected in a lot of different ways and maybe that's something that will become apparent as as we go um can you let's start with one Can you identify a female in your life who has passed, who would possibly be reaching out to you? I'm getting messages of lots of impressions in your family of you've got smart family and messages of, um, comfort and grounding are coming through for you. I don't know if you're going through a hard time or you got some decisions to make, or there's been
1: some conflict or something like that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Lots, <laughs> lots of that going okay. on. Okay, Okay. well, h- female energy coming through
0: with comfort for you. Um, mm-hmm. and, and like a bit of offering of grounding and
1: advice. I'm hoping it's um my kukum. In Cree, it means a uh, grandmother. So she's actually my great grandmother, though, but I always called her kukum. Um, okay, I miss her for sure. And that'd be amazing if she was still there and paying attention and
0: is she a bit of a legacy figure in, in your family and also one of just um, emotional support? I'm just seeing a lot of emotional energy, kind of like th- the glue of the family. And Yeah, just... she's definitely
1: the matriarch of, um, so that side of my family is very indigenous. Uh, well, that side is indigenous. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so yeah, she is the matriarch of, of it all.
0: Confident, knew her mind, foundational. Does this describe her?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> had an opinion, had had the plan and the
0: solution for everything. Do you feel yourself turning to that recently, like reaching out to her and saying, oh, what would you do? What's your advice?
1: I definitely have been thinking a lot about her and thinking like if she was here still, um, like getting to go see her and go see, like getting just a visit and spend time with her. Just to try to connect that other female energy. Do you know if she had a sister? Do
0: you have like a great aunt?
1: Um, Yeah, she did have a lot of sisters um, who have passed away. But unfortunately, they passed away like way before um, I knew them. So I only know them like through hearing people's stories. Okay,
0: okay. Well, if you feel like doing the homework of like, who would she be with the most? Who did she have that relationship where they were just carbon copies of each other, you know, or who, you know, they, they have some commonality there. And I feel like she's with this, this other woman, you know, they're both coming off as like Queens for lack of a better word. Like they are monarchs, you know, and, um, one was much more on the emotional availability side, like the emotional intelligence, the emotional knowledge. And -hmm. the other one comes off as more of like the logistical planner, But they they kind of complemented each other really well and also held the same traits in in some way. Um, So I'm just I'm just curious about that because it just seems to be coming through together. Your great grandmother wants to talk about um, the conflicts a little bit and and help you through that. Is there some conflict for conflict's sake? Are you dealing with some either political thing, you know, like personal political things where um, someone's not behaving properly or they're just seeping your your peace of mind and causing anxiety in your life where there shouldn't be?
1: Yeah. I can definitely picture that person. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. Because they're definitely acknowledging this, that it's just this sore point, this thing that's needling you and mm-hmm. and how, how do you deal with that, right? And she does want to offer you comforting and grounding. And, um, it's funny when I see someone kind of approach, you know, metaphysically, uh, sometimes I ask them if they have, uh, an object, something that kind of represents them. And she kind of had, um, a box of memories and just small items. So it was almost symbolic of just, I hold, uh, the memories of the family and, and these all these little things represent. And it's funny, I, I mentioned the word queen because I saw like the queen chess piece in there too. Earlier, it's kind of a callback. I was seeing like uh, games on the table or, or strategy type things. Did, did, do you know if she liked to play and socialize
1: um, with a game of some type? Cards were a huge thing in my family, and board games are massive. I'm a huge fan, and I actually have <laughs> so many on my table right now. Okay, well, that makes a lot of sense.
0: Then it feels like there's this continuation of of that activity and that that socialization, you know. And and we gather to play games out of friendship mm-hmm. and love, right? And yeah. Um, yeah, I can definitely feel that energy, and it, it's really really touching. Cool writing letters did anyone really put an importance on it or enjoyed the activity of of physically writing letters to people
1: so my aunt and i write letters to each other still um okay. she's been doing that since like we've been doing that i guess since uh, i was really young
0: okay and maybe it's just an acknowledgement of that like your grandma sees that you know and and she's giving me glimpses of your life proof that she's still with you you know
1: This is like way more emotional than I thought it would be. That's
0: wonderful. Right. I, I mean, this is why we do this. And, and when we hold back, then we're holding back that connection. And why, why would we ever do that? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Okay. I was shown it looked Oh yeah. Okay. I had written down dice, cribbage, board games, um, yeah, so the fact that we talked about that, good, good. Um, I was getting glimpses of like a childhood things, so I'm wondering if if these are were were yours. Um, roller skates? Did you roller skate when you were a little?
1: Oh yeah, I definitely had roller skates when I was not good, but. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm seeing like a Barbie with unfortunately, really terrible hair.
1: Like, I don't know what she did. Does that sound right? Oh, I can definitely, definitely. Yeah, that definitely happened.
0: (laughs) We don't, we don't have to discuss it further. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let me see. This isn't a bad thing, but is there a little bit of a competition in your family about being smart?
1: yeah, we just want to see who's the wittiest, really.
0: <laughs> I love that <laughs> okay, um I'm also kind of getting the sense of a bit of a military theme in your family. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of structure and organization, and
1: oh yeah, there's uh well, I'm in the military, and okay, <laughs> my family, like uh, from both sides of my family, we've had many people in the military.
0: Okay. All right. Acknowledgement of that. Okay. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Let me see. Did you ever consider doing something like with the space program or something? Or do you just really love sci-fi?
1: Well, I used to watch uh, with my great grandfather. We used to watch a lot of like sci-fi TV shows together when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. And with my other grandfather, I just remembered. Yeah, we used to watch a lot of Star Trek as a kid. Oh, wow. I totally forgot about that. Yeah.
0: The old Star Trek comes to mind. Oh,
1: yeah. We used to watch the original together.
0: Was there anything that you were hoping that would come through or a different person who you were hoping to speak with today that perhaps uh, is waiting behind your
1: great-grandmother? The only other person was, like, a really good friend of mine. Yeah. And I didn't get a chance to say goodbye to him. Yeah.
0: I was getting colleague slash friendship kind of a little bit of a mentor. Like you really admired them and you, and you admired sharing things with them. And they always had that outlook that you could rely on. That was Mm -hmm. someone who was coming through for you. Um, it's funny that I wrote it down there. Some other small details that were coming in. Was there someone who was, had an issue with driving a car, was nervous about driving a car?
1: Oh, that was me. Like literally used to have panic attacks about it. And now I can drive a car and I've worked really hard this past year. Okay. Um, did your friend who you lost, um, did they help you with that at all? Um, no, but that's one of the things that I regret is, um, when they passed, uh, I wasn't able to drive his car, um, Mm -hmm. back to his family. So that has always kind of bothered me when it came up the other day. I was thinking about it randomly. Okay.
0: Okay, that makes sense because it's like talking about his passing, bringing up you being nervous about driving a car, and that, yeah, please don't feel bad that that you couldn't do it. He completely understands going through grief and dealing with that kind of anxiety. You know, mm-hmm. it's completely understandable that you couldn't do it at the time. I completely see why he would bring that up first. <laughs> I think that your friend really wanted to graciously. Um, let your great grandmother come in. Uh, yeah.
1: First, does that seem his personality type too? Like, oh yeah, like yeah, definitely giving, and and would definitely think of other people before mm-hmm. for himself. Okay. So yeah, that okay. makes sense.
0: Well, <laughs> know that they're both with you. When you think of them, when you when you feel them, never doubt that connection. They're always there for you. Okay. So final message. This has to do with the conflict that's going on right now. They're suggesting that you really rest and meditate, like remove yourself from this because it's like permeating you. It's almost like you can't get away from it, but you can. You absolutely can. So they're stressing rest and meditation, just kind of ground and connect. Be above it, you know, clear your mind. Whatever is going on in your life right now, you are bigger than that. How you react or how you view things is entirely up to you. And that's fantastic, because this is what you have control of. If it's affecting you, and you're carrying it with you, um, it's, it's going to zap your energy. Yeah, absolutely. Make sure you self support and and move, you know, move out of that ugly energy bubble, because you don't need to stay there. Does
1: that make sense? Oh, my gosh, yes. And it is nice to, to hear like, while you say it, but then also for it to be communicated and know that like, I do have people supporting me. Absolutely. Absolutely. You do. Things will change. It couldn't possibly
0: stay the same, even if you wanted it to, you know, things, yeah. things move and shift and change and, and you'll get through it. You'll absolutely get through it.
1: Well, thank you so much. This has been amazing. This is so good. I love it. And it's so amazing to hear and just have that sense of comfort. Oh, absolutely. My
0: pleasure. I'm a, and like, I feel them here for you and, I feel inadequate in expressing how how they feel for you, but know that they're here.
1: Yeah, know, know that you're loved. Oh, thank you so much. Just thank you. It's so it's not enough.
0: Would you like to receive a free spirit reading with me? Enter for your chance at com slash guest. Each week, I'll randomly select a name from the list to be a guest on the show. Together, we will talk to the spirits who wish to communicate with you, and our session will be featured on a future episode of I Talk to Ghosts. The spirits are waiting. Enter now at italktoghosts.com slash guest. Hello and welcome back to I Talk to Ghosts. I have a message from the spirits this evening for someone listening to the podcast. So for this segment, as always, I ground and center, clear my mind, and create a space for a spirit to come close. And tonight, a grandmother has come to me. She is showing me that She may be your grandmother but she raised you as if you were her own. And you really do consider her your mom. So much love, so much support there. She was just your emotional center and her passing, she can tell and acknowledge that this really affected you deeply and not that it is your fault at all but she does see that you have kind of shut down. Emotionally from her passing and from her loss and she does want to comfort you through that but also encourage you to open back up and find joy and love in the world again because she is still with you and she never wants to see you that way either so the advice here and the message here is that take some time almost like Treat it like a retreat, an emotional retreat where you can heal and acknowledge your loss and really open up and grieve. Grieve if you have to, however that looks to you. It breaks her heart to see you shut down and and closing yourself off she just really wants to encourage you that there's so much there's so much in the world to love and experience and enjoy and share with others and she also understands that people grieve um, individually and in their own way but really she wants to encourage you to feel her love still she is still connected with you always and She wishes you healing and love. I think I'm going to leave the message at that. If this is something that connects for you, please reach out because I would love to know. Thank you. And with that, dear listener, we've reached the end of this episode of I Talk to Ghosts I hope you've enjoyed these creepy spooky attic ghost stories that I've shared with you this evening do you have an unexplainable attic story of your own I would love to hear about it in the meantime wherever you wander off to this world or the next just remember come back and visit with me have a lovely evening and Good night. If you listen to my podcast, you have to be like me. You love listening to spooky stories. I'm excited to say that Audible is a sponsor of this podcast. Audible storytelling keeps me company no matter what other task I'm doing. And you know what? Listening can also keep my stress at bay because my mind is being drawn into the stories I'm listening to. Sign up and try it now by visiting audibletrial.com ghosts. I'll also have a link for you in my episode description notes that you can click on. Happy spooky reading!